Welcome to Rerouting, when life takes a turn, where our mantra is sharing releases shame. This episode is part of our mini-series called Me and My Never Mo, where we discuss the nuance of dating a Mormon or what we call a Never Mo, which is a Never Mormon, depending on um, what perspective you have. And Never, ever. <laughs> we use a little bit of sarcasm, a dash of jadedness, and a whole lot of laughter. Sometimes it's appropriate laughter, sometimes it's not. That's most of the time. <laughs> but we get into it here, so let's get started. Today, again, we are with my favorite Nevermo, Toby, my boyfriend. Hey, that's <laughs> my girlfriend. <laughs> Last week, we talked about the For Strength of Youth pamphlet, and so we're just going to circle back to that a little right. bit. I had to stop after the first few pages of just like, what are they <laughs> feeding you? Oh, my God. Only all natural, all organic, wholesome goodness, right? Wasn't there... What was that cereal? Kellogg cereal. <laughs> yeah, cornflakes was invented to help young men to keep them from masturbating, yes. right? Wasn't... It was the idea that To stop if, them from masturbating. Yeah, if they had a wholesome breakfast or a plain breakfast or something, then they wouldn't have the desire to masturbate, so... Was it like... I, was it was that it like the oats? But uh, you've had cornflakes, right? So mm-hmm. they're like pl- bland and plain. Oh yeah, the ri- no, I, I don't know if I have had. They're not like frosted flakes. Uh, frosted flakes is what I was thinking about. I was no, like, no, no. I was like, I don't. That made me horny. <laughs> I was frosted, like, that, I that, was, that Tony the Tiger, right? Really man, got like me he was kind of muscular, and I was like, yeah, I want to be like Tony the Tiger. He's a beefed up dude, right? He gets all the mm-hmm. ladies, yeah, right? All the young ones too. We're all following them. <laughs> <laughs> that was my age. I was like a kid. You know, I was like, look, that's all the kids. Come on, kids. I was like, I want to be. Like the Kool-Aid man, though. He gets yeah. all the kids, too, and he's not fit. Yeah, I didn't mean that in a perverted sounding way like it did. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't realize until after I said I was like, shit, all the kids. Yeah, I meant like. <laughs> I, want to, I want all the kids to follow me. I mean, like at the time, I, like I haven't had cereal in years. <laughs> so we are going to dive right into purity culture or as Mormons know it worthiness culture it's all about being worthy with Mormons oh I'd be the impurity yeah. culture I'd be so out. what comes to mind when you think of like purity culture or worthiness culture like what is what's the first thing that pops into your head Nazis <laughs> well I mean yeah that's the purest of like ah oh. <laughs> that's First in that purity culture, I'm like, yeah, that's weeding out all the darkies. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's- so you think of skin color? Well, I mean, not so much skin color as, like, historically speaking of pure. Uh, is, I don't know, Aryan. Pure as the when white, it comes to, when it says driven like, snow or something. Well, because when you think of purity culture, it's you got to be, in, in a sense, like, entitled or feel that you're mm. superior Okay. In some way. Yeah, I could see that. You know, so... What about worthiness? Yeah, I mean, when I, when I hear purity culture, I don't initially think of, oh, yeah, these are Jesus followers. I don't know what that means. <laughs> these are Jesus folk. I, I, like, I can trust them. <laughs> when I think purity culture is coming our way, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> They're coming with guns. 
you're going to get us. We better start running. <laughs> you <laughs> think of Nazis. Go. Okay, that makes more sense now that you're explaining it. <laughs> you know, like, oh, the purity culture. Like, oh. They like, want to wipe out any you're gonna be impure blood. <laughs> right? I know. Right? Like, okay. blondes, whites. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> I'm like, but us, we need to stick together, peeps. <laughs> yes. Mormon culture is all about remaining worthy so that you can have the spirit of the Lord with you. Okay? So you have to control How? your thoughts. You have to. How in the world do you do that? So actually, I've, tri- I've tried. So I've do you really want me to tell you like some of the suggestions that we get really? as Mormons to ha- control your thoughts? They tell you? Yeah, they give you suggestions. We have like age? Sunday school lessons about um, it. So one thing is if you can't control your thoughts, you can sing hymns in your mind to drive out any impure thoughts. Uh, that's how I'd find so my ha- girls. So you I find sh- the Hummers. Mm-hmm. Your oh impure God. thoughts. I'm like, what you thinking about? Nothing. Yeah, you're thinking about something. Oh my God. Winning. I would win in the Mormon religion. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing what I know now, if I knew then. Uh, recite scripture or the articles of faith or anything like that. Articles of faith are like a whole list of we believe and then you like So did you have to memorize scriptures? Yeah, you you yeah. That's what seminary is. Seminary you have a whole bunch of I don't know if they still like do to that. recite? Yeah, and then you pass them off. And when you're in in primary Do you remember any? I don't know. I would have to think. But Articles of faith, you memorize those when you're young. They, like, really push that. We believe in God, the Eternal Father, and in His Son, Jesus Christ, and in the Holy Ghost. I think that's number one. Mm. I'm not going to go through them, but wow. I can... I, I can, like, you still I can, Yes. Like, <laughs> I went through all that stuff, too, and I don't remember nothing. Right? That sounds so... You have to be modest, honest, you know, tr- truthful. Like, there's a whole list of things. And actually, the First Strength of Youth pamphlet covers so much of, like, the how you should live worthily. Uh, that's why there's 18 sections in here. Yeah, that's a thick little pamphlet. Like, <laughs> it's not like, oh, it didn't I used to be. two pages open? Nope. It didn't like used to be. <laughs> it used to be a lot shorter. After you guys started wearing pants, they need to make it longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Mormon culture makes sure that you are steeped in shame and steeped. guilt. <laughs> Just steeped. so in case you start feeling like, oh, I'm doing okay. No, there's always something that you could do better at. Right. <laughs> That's just my experience. I know that not How everybody has that experience. Do they excel at lacrosse? I don't know Why? I, I mean, I don't know like, anything about lacrosse. Why lacrosse? I, I'm just thinking of a more. Does it seem like sport? a white white person <laughs> yeah, sport? <it> <laughs> like, hello guys, you want to play polo? I'm what? the best polo player ever. Well, how would a lacrosse player speak? What accent? Hello would guys, a... I throw lacrosse balls. Lacrosse, lacrosse balls. balls. Yes. Mormons don't say balls. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, I was like, wow. I was like, the rules just keep getting deeper. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think you are. There is a whole slew of things that you can feel guilt and shame for. If shame was an Olympic sport, I would be a gold medalist. I grown through that in the last few years as I as I've kind of ma- managed my perspective on my relationship with God and things. But yeah, shame, shame really drove a lot. Shame and guilt and obligation drove my religious relationship. <laughs> So get this, I did some research and the first pamphlet of the For Strength of Youth was published in 1965. Okay. That was was way later than I was thinking. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Okay. The pamphlet was created when people, when women became immoral. No, I'm kidding. Oh, wow. Is <laughs> that kidding. really? Like, no. I was like, you guys got immoral uh, way back then? <laughs> so I'm going to give you some points of what was in the original 1965 issue. Okay. So this one is. Is it about to change again? It's about that time. Well, I mean, it's, it's changed, faster. but this was the original one. So page wow. eight, I'm going to quote. Girls should always try to look feminine in their dress. They should not dress like boys or try to give a masculine appearance. Dress often determines actions. Grubbies, and this is in quotes, grubbies are inappropriate in public for everyone. A real lady does not go out in public to the market or to shops with her hair and curlers. That's a quote. That's a direct quote. So grubbies are like, oh, I'm going to wear my, I'm not going to wear my pearls. I don't know. In 1965, I'm not going to wear my pearls to the grocery store. I'm just going to, I'm going to go pearless. I don't know. Mm. All right. You ready for the next one? Page 11. A young lady and a young gentleman will not indulge in loud talk. Like arguing? (laughs) It just says loud talk, profanity. Or rowdy behavior, since it detracts from an otherwise wholesome appearance. Neither will they whisper or talk in church. So don't be loud, you heathen. Okay, does that mean like just don't talk loud where people can hear you? I think like... Like how I talk to people? Yes. Or about people? In parentheses, it says like Toby. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) Never met a Toby I didn't like. (laughs) Page 12, dating. There should be no dating before the age of 16. So maybe this is where it officially came out, because that's like a standard Mormon understanding that you don't date, or you 16? shouldn't date until you're 16. Isn't that what you, like, you did that to Gabri, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did that to both Are you still kids. doing that to Gabri? How old is she? No, she'll be 16 in uh, December. Uh, but, I mean, I I told her probably last year or earlier this year, I think. Yeah, I, was I just do like, remember yeah. you, she wasn't even allowed to text with boys because that would be like, uh, No, what? and I still kind of stand by that, you know, even though I'm a little bit more liberal in my, but she, but I, as a, like a 13-year-old, I don't know, like, she does she need to be in, texting? Huh? <laughs> like, boys oh. don't answer back anyway, you know that. <laughs> well, I always did. I'm different. <laughs> So Mormons aren't supposed to date until they're 16. And then when you're 16, you don't go on -on one-on-one dates. You do group dates. Yeah. You don't single. That makes more sense You don't single date until you are ready to get married. (laughs) Like, what is, the levels of dating are just. Everything has levels, babe. Even the levels in heaven. All right, page 13, dating, necking. Now, I haven't heard these words in a long time. Necking. Yeah. Necking, petting, petting, (laughs) intimacies, and improprieties of every kind should not be indulged in at any time in dating or in courtship. Love and affection are precious, and virtue must never be placed in jeopardy. So no necking and petting. You know what necking is, right? Yeah, when you rub your necks on each other. Right? Yes. <laughs> like giraffes do that. <laughs> it's necking. <laughs> well, yes. I would just assume that it would be like giving hickeys. Like, yeah. Like, well, I'm assuming like kissing on the neck. On the neck? Like kissing, like, because uh, are you allowed to kiss on the lips? 
loops because that seems a little more intimate than like on your neck. I don't know that we can ju- we can trust your judgment because Whoa. you have been having sex since you were 13, 12. <gasps> so you could get You're bored. You could edit that out, aren't you? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I can't believe you just said that on the radio. We can't yeah, I trust did do your it. judgment. I was. Oh, what? How can you not? That was just a total. We were in love. Was she a virgin too? Yes. Oh, that's so cute. I know, you awesome. took her virginity at twelve. We took our virginities. Was she, really? That's what. That's at what 12. I made her believe. That's not your- I'm joking. <laughs> this is your idea. Did no. you use a Jedi mind trick? Uh, you want no, to it give was me your virginity? Not my idea. Oh, it was her idea. It was. It really? Because well, she had an older friend. What do you mean, an older friend? Like a creepy like her, guy next door? No, no, no. Like a girl. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but but she and was, her older friend was having sex. like high school. Like she was older. Like she wanted to be like her older friend. Like almost driving. Yeah. Mm. Like they were. You know. So she just, was like, "Hey, I have an idea." You know, she's like, "Oh, you haven't had sex?" Or like, we're talking with her about it. Maybe she had done something. It was like, "You need to do it," and like that. And yeah, that's how. And she was like, "I know I could ro- who I could rope in." Yeah, it was me. <laughs> it was me. Yeah, and you know, because I'm like so freaking cool. Like, you are cool. And she was like, "I heard that." You know, Toby's been watching porn since he was <laughs> eight years old. Nobody knew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, no, uh, I just I won't. Really watching. It was kind of like a special treat. Page 14 is acceptable dancing. Okay? Dancing was big in the 60s. The dance should not be a grotesque contortion of the body, such as, such as shoulder or hip shaking or excessive well, body jerking. I can only imagine so you couldn't in even the do 60s. The twist. Yeah, right? There's a lot of twists. Think of twist Elvis, probably. Because you have the shoulders, right? Yeah. Do the twist. There's probably several. Or the, um, that one where they go snorkeling. The swim. Snorkeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever that one is. Like, <laughs> snorkeling. I, no. Do you do that when you go snorkeling? I don't. <laughs> well, the bubbles do. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole diagram. Did you see it? In your Google Doc, there's a whole diagram about how to dance. And there's a picture of two happy little Mormon kids um, holding each other very respectfully. Oh, my gosh. They're, well, yes. I mean, they're waltzing. So the present day pamphlet, um, the updated one. So this is the stuff all my friends had to read. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I did not yeah, know they about did. that. Oh, yeah. There's a whole mess of stuff mm. that your friends were learning and everything that mm-hmm. they obviously left you out of. That makes so much I am more s- sense. I am so surprised that they didn't try to convert you. Because here's the thing. You are taught as a Mormon that if you love your friends or you care about your family or whatever, whoever it is, then you will bring them into the fold. You will try to actively um, convert them, invite them to church, invite them to activities. You know, um, th- that whole thing. My because you love them. strong. Do you not love your family? Do you not love your friends? Do you not want them to have the happiness you have? I had a roommate in college who was investigating the Mormon church, and we lived together. And at that time, I was partying, and you know, I was not living the Mormon standard. And he was like, "Tell me more," and you're like, "Yes, yeah." And so I felt I carried so much guilt and shame for this. 
afterwards, but she, um, she was meeting with the missionaries and she was like, I want to get baptized. You know, I like, this seems like something I want to do. And I was like, great, you know, for you, that's good. Like I went to her baptism and then like a week later, we, I was like, let's go get drunk. <laughs> like, and we did because she didn't grow up in the church. And so I think for her, it was hard to make that transition from being more, you know, being in the world, as we would call it. So you converted to, her and then deverted her. I didn't convert her. The missionaries did. But making that transition from not being a Mormon, living on like a quote unquote normal life and then becoming Mormon and then cutting off from partying. I mean, we were 21. So I felt so guilty at later when I thought back about it because she had just got baptized and I was like, oh, I should have been a good example to her. But I wasn't in that place at that time. You know, I was all about partying and going to clubs and stuff. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, come to my religion. And I'm like, hey, let's like go. Like Rick and Morty. Hey, come to my religion. <laughs> let's go party. Let's go get drunk. And she's like, um, okay. You know, <laughs> we had lots of fun. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I doubt off. she's Mormon now, but uh, who knows? We're not friends on Facebook. I should look her up. Um. So, page three. Agency and accountability. I thought this was interesting. So, quote, this is a quote. Remember, true freedom comes from using your agency to choose obedience. Loss of freedom comes from choosing disobedience. Does that seem weird? When I read that, I thought that seemed kind of... True freedom or true agency comes if you choose this specific thing. These words in this pamphlet for the strength of youth come directly from the prophet and like the first presidency is what we call them. So the prophet and his two counselors or apostles. So it's not, (laughs) they speak to God. Like Jesus? Yeah. And Paul or Joseph? (laughs) Paul and Ringo. Okay. (laughs) They speak to God and then Uh, they tell us what, what he says. So how many snakes and glasses of blood? (laughs) You're like, what? Oh, I I talked to God today. What? Who does? Who does snakes and blood? I don't know. Blood? Mormons, according what? to no South snakes? Park, not on the know. first, not on the first visit. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So this one you're gonna like. It is the word of wisdom, and I'm not gonna get like into. I'm not gonna get into the history of it, but it is like the. It's basically the. Um, Joseph Smith came up with, hey, this is physically like how you're supposed to live. So no drinking, no smoking, that kind of thing. That's where that comes from. But anyway. I guess you guys did have uh, mead back then. Yeah. So this is on page 26 of the current pamphlet. It says, do not drink coffee or tea. Never Uh, use tobacco products or any Uh, form of alcohol. They are addictive and harmful. To your body and spirit. So growing up, I always thought if you try alcohol or if you do something, you just try, then you're addicted, right? You have one drink or you have one sip. That's it. You're done for. And then when you realize that it's not true, that doesn't open your mind. (laughs) Well, well, if that's not true, then no, because so when I was growing up or when I was in high school and I had my first, like, you know, I got drunk for the first time or whatever. um, I was like, all I ever did in high school and in and in college was drink to get drunk. That was uh, the whole point. Yeah, the platform. Yeah. So it was so that was my experience like, oh, okay, yeah, I could see the truth in this like, you know, you be, you you don't you're not you yourself. Crave that. 
You're not yourself. You don't have any inhibitions. You do things that you wouldn't normally do when you're drunk, you know? So, oh, yeah, that's dangerous. But, like, I wasn't, I, my, my parents didn't drink. I didn't see the side of drinking that's like, oh, I'm going to have a glass of wine with dinner. Or, oh, I'm just going to have this as a celebration. Or, you know, like, I didn't see that. I only saw zero to 60, you know. Wow. You're not drunk, and then you are drunk, and you're acting a fool or whatever. Well, <laughs> you're sleeping yeah. with the guy that you don't remember his name. I always viewed alcohol as something that's need to be controlled. Yeah. Like, uh, like you, right. you get out of, like, if you drink too much, you're out of control and... Well, I mean, it's true to an extent, right? Like, I mean, are you saying you don't believe that anymore or? Well, I mean, I I just remember like every time I, I drink, I feel like I get more mature. <laughs> I mean, like I just. Well, you get more mellow, you mean? <laughs> more mature because I'm trying not to be like, I feel like the whole time, the drunker I get, the more I'm like, no, I'm not drunk, sir. <laughs> I just talk with a slur anyway, like this. Yeah. You become an Englishman, yeah, a proper like, a proper gentleman. Uh, yeah, I like open doors and yeah. And when I get drunk, I'm like woohoo. People are like, I didn't even realize were you were you drunk? I was like, I was wasted. Another section <laughs> in the pamphlet is tithes and offerings. So, a couple of key things that they stood out to me. me that they still tithing ten percent offerings that. is is what you pay once a month. Mormons um, they fast. One sun, the first I Sunday. Have done that either. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you you go without two meals or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. so, <laughs> so like then you pay. What they ask you to do is you pay the money that you would have paid to eat those at those two meals. You give to the church. So you pay. That's called oh. offerings. Yeah. Oh, so they it's make separate. You offer how often? Once a month, the first Sunday of the month, and that's separate than tithes, tithing. Wow. So, so they are just breaking in money. <laughs> like they give you mandatory. Like, hey, I mean, did they, you give those if two you meals? don't do it, well, it's I mean, not like they're every other keep church you is out. just on Sunday. Mm. You know, they, they ask for money. They ask for a little bit more, and they're like, you know what? Every Sunday we're going to ask you for money, and then once a month we're going to get two meals out. Of <laughs> Basically, that's what you do. So that's uh, what I did. So I guess, like, Except as you I get older, pay. you get paid more. So I guess. your increase. I never paid on any, like, um, uh, gift cards. But <laughs> I did pay on, like, if I got birthday money, I would pay 10% on that. If I got gift what? money, I would pay 10%. Yeah. Are you? And I would pay my offerings once a month oh my on God, the first Sunday. Oh, my God, you guys are brainwashed. No, that's I'm rude. That is not. I mean, (laughs) but (laughs) you you can't. Mormons can't go to the temple if you're not a full tithe payer. You can't go to the temple. You have to pay your tithing. So there's that little. That's there's that little caveat. Caveat. All I need to do is just talk to. I just need to get to Jesus and then talk to him, and he's going to know. So a couple of things that they say is like it's a privilege, right, to pay your tithing. (laughs) Your attitude is important. So you have to have a giving attitude, right? You can't be like, oh, I'm going to pay my. You can't be a curmudgeon (laughs) about paying (laughs) your tithing. Uh, Do they do they ever approach you like that's all you got? No. We opened your envelope no. and it's a little light this month. No, but you do have a what's called a tithing settlement at the end of the year and you make an appointment. Everybody's supposed to make an appointment with the bishop and he asks you, so is this a full tithe? And you have to declare if it's a full tithing or not for the year. Yeah. So Mormonism was basically a new government trying to take over. <laughs> so don't be a selfish ass. Pay your tithing. 
And if you do, the spirit will be more abundantly within your life. So isn't that a great promise? Hey, give us 10% of your increase and you can have, you want more of the spirit? You can have it. Just pay your tithing and do it with a happy heart. I'd need more guarantees. Like, so do you know, how big is my planet? <laughs> <laughs> so you know what's great about that idea is that if you don't pay your tithing with a happy heart, then, you know, then in return, you're not going to have the spirit with you, right? So then if anything is wrong, if you feel bad or upset about paying your tithing, you could be like, oh, what's my attitude? Well, I better change my attitude because obviously I don't have this. You know, because it always yeah. comes back to you. Like, what am I doing wrong? It's never. And that's with everything. If you pray, if you fast, you're going to have a peace. You're going to have this. You're going to have that. They tell you these things. And if you don't, then you just need to do it harder. Or then there's something what if you wrong have a strong with you. Because I feel like I think that's where I, I, I would come like. Like, I've had these thoughts since I was a little, like, anytime somebody was like, why? I'm like, or, you know, like, oh, no, I don't, I don't believe that. Why? Yeah. I wasn't like that when I was a kid. I was the youngest of five. And so it was like, oh, you do this, you get that. This, you know, I don't question. I just do. And that's how we were raised in our family was the parents say this and, and you, they tell you to jump. You say how high, you know, like there was no question like that. And so it kind of extended into, too. Ex- extended into religion, extended into lots of things, you but- know? So I didn't ask, like my parents told me that this was the true church. Okay. It's the true church. You know, like there must be something wrong with me if I can't get on board with feel, everything. Did you feel confident in your parents? When I was young, yes, because I just assumed a lot of things. I yeah. assumed that they had my best interests at heart. I assumed that they were, you know, looking out See, for I, me and all I that. I don't think I had that. So, you know, and that's where I feel like I'm at my challenge to authority mm. was the question. Because, like, I trusted my mom and I didn't trust him. Like, you know, he, I just, as soon as he said something, I was just like, I know that is not, that is not what I learned in school. <laughs> and you're trying to tell me. Ain't like the ain't thing telling me ain't like you ain't be using ain't. <laughs> and I'm like, you just said ain't. He's like, I don't care. You do as I say. And I was like, oh, hell no. The other, the last section is dress and appearance. This segment is making me like realize my whole life. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, that's where I started thinking about that. Uh. <laughs> We're almost to the end of this segment. <laughs> so. Um, okay, the next section is dress and appearance, and there's this whole, um, have you ever heard, like, modest is hottest? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I've never heard that. No, you have. No. Dressing modestly for girls, it's always, you know, geared towards women or girls, is the <laughs> hottest, right? So you want a man who modest thinks that you dressing modestly is the hottest thing, okay? And there's, I think, I was going to pull up this video of, I don't, it, it was a song or something, modest is hot. Anyway, but I didn't want to, like, torture you, so... Um, the, on page six, it says you invite the, or you invite the companionship of the spirit, right? (laughs) By how you dress. So your dress and grooming influence the way, get this, that others act. So not only the way you dress influences the way you act, it influences the way others act as well. It actually says that in there. And right here on my notes, I put, what the fuck? Right. Okay. 
that doesn't make you question like where the fuck did this come from? Oh. Like, see that draw that that always. I'm just my perspective is that's how it takes me back to the beginning of like if if it's not written in this Bible, that means yeah. y'all wrote it. That means right. the man wrote it. Yeah, I feel like Jesus McConaughey would never come up with that. Well, but you see, Idea like all the books. That how women dress makes other people act. <laughs> right. Right. That's just such a. I don't know. That just seems Goes like back a to recipe that whole for shaming fraternities. Thing. Like you deserve this. Sounds I don't. Like you know. Frat. I know that's not what they're m- intending to say, but that is the underlying message, as far as I'm concerned. No, that's the loophole. That's mm. what it brings it back. Because like, it, I don't care who you are. You're working with the human race. Putting the human race is trying to find a loophole in it. Putting everything. the responsibility back on women. Well, you if you right. dress this way, you're not only influencing how you act, but other people as well. Now I know what they're talking about. Now the girls are just walking around in ripped pants, walking around in <laughs> underwear. They're walking around in duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then everybody hollers at them, and then they're like, "You're not allowed to do that." Are right. You, I don't know what you're saying here. Right. You better be careful. <laughs> like, I don't know. You're like, Maybe the Mormons are right. You're not allowed to do that. If I, I just feel like if everybody was Mormon, we wouldn't have to go through this pants Shut phase your face. that we're going through right now. The high waist jeans right now. and those rips. Because <laughs> I am a, I'm personally affronted <laughs> by ripped jeans. That was you. That was my. That was my example. uh, Interpretation. These are my favorite part. (laughs) So garments is linked back to modesty and dressing modest, right? We touched on it a little bit last week, but like, so they're capped sleeves. You can't wear anything that's um, a tank top because of the porn shoulders, right? Will show. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And you know how men are about bare shoulders. They Uh can't. They lose their minds, right? So, and then it's like a t-shirt, right? You know, so nothing low cut and the, the, the knickers or the (laughs) bottoms, they're like biker shorts, whatever, you know, depending. So they're around the knee, they come to around the knee. So no short shorts or short skirts or anything like that. So here's the thing that's, that's funny to me. So nowadays, what about Yeah, nowadays. No, back when they first came out with garments, because it's not, you get them when you go to the temple and but it's nowadays a symbol. you can't symbol. find anything for girls past no, like you the can. inner thigh. You have to walk, you have to look hard. Trust what, me, it's hard. Section? It's hard. So when you garments. You just stopped for, doing that, right? Yeah. Wow. Because like she wasn't even allowed to wear two piece bikinis. No, for my daughter was not allowed to wear short shorts. And, and this is what I was gonna say. Uh, the idea, like this, is a culture thing. It's not something that has been preached from the pulpit, but it's something that right. mainstream Mormons know, or they like. If you mean the way that it is in Utah, it's like virtue out. signaling, right? Like, oh, well, we're more righteous than them. And you don't try to do that on purpose, but you kind of think, like, I'm trying to really follow the prophet. Are you? Kind of thing. And I used to not let my daughter, my little daughter, who, right, like at eight years old, yeah. she couldn't wear tank tops without an undershirt under, right? Because in my mind... She was that kid that always this, had to wear the t-shirt at the yes. pool. No, no, not like that, but close. She couldn't wear two pieces. She couldn't wear short shorts. Like, everything had to be as if she was preparing to wear her garments when she got older. Right, so the mindset is oh, prepare them now. The- yeah. Okay, so prepare them now so that she is used to dressing 
modestly when she is young and all through her teenage years so that when it's time for her to actually go to the temple and get her garments, it's not this huge culture shock, right? So you basically just groom them, children. So you basically, and your I did dress that was with based my around the underwear that you have to wear. Yes, exactly. That no other religion in the world makes you do. And they're not flattering they're not sexy they're not they don't make you feel like ooh, look at my figure you know when you're looking in the mirror it's really like for me personally and i know other women too like it was hard to see yourself as anything but just a matronly woman and i don't know if that's the right word but it wasn't like i never saw myself in my garments and thought i look sexy (laughs) because they're just you know what it'd be like like, I would have to think of it like, you remember those cartoons, those old offensive Looney Tunes cartoons? Uh-huh. When, like, you'd see the, like, curtain coming up and the dog <laughs> would be like, woo, yeah! And eyes would be popping out and it gets a little <laughs> higher and it's higher. Oh, and then all, all of a sudden it gets up to the head and it's like a dog face. like <laughs> But, like, the opposite way. Like, you get the pretty face and then, and then the garments then are coming off and it's like, ooh, yes, ooh, ah, oh, what? That's, that's furry. Furry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what do you guys, how do you know to trim it? Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, I mean, like, God, oh, like the first time. Seriously. I don't, is that not a thing? I don't know. <laughs> That's I, a whole other conversation. I'm just saying, I'm like, I just can't imagine, like, you know, you're both virgins and it's been growing for 22 years. <laughs> well, I will say this. Is there a terminal length never, for pubic hair? <laughs> there, <laughs> like there was never a conversation. And I don't know if it was specifically my mom or if it was growing up in Mormon culture, yeah. because there's no reason for you to have to worry about what, you know, trimming or anything down there because you're not having sex or anything. You're not, you know, so don't worry uh, about that. But like that conversation never happened with with me like that right. was something i had to learn like i think right. i told you how do you learn should i even that? say this uh, no, you made me say her name yeah you go <laughs> ahead and throw it out there i had a boyfriend in college when and and we were sleeping <laughs> together and he was the first person who was like hey he so have you yeah have you yeah. thought about maybe shaving up down there <laughs> and i was like what First you, of all, embarrassed, but also like the thought never crossed my mind. Like it just never did because my mom never had that conversation with me. <laughs> and so I didn't know. You don't know what you don't know, you know? And so I didn't. But after that, I was like, okay, point taken. Oh. Now I have to break up with him. <laughs> oh, wow. It was like that. Well, no, but I wanted see, to because I was like, oh my God. See, I, that, <laughs> that's so where I, I always felt like, like I had it because I was very mindful of that. I would, like, if I wanted somebody to shave up, I would shave mine up and be like, I do this for you. And I'd be like, oh, my God. And then I would just wait. I would wait it out until she was just like. Talk mm-hmm. about passive aggressive. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the way. I mean, like, boom, I'll get that. And you would just wait. You ain't getting none of this until no, you shave up too, no, girl. No, I wouldn't do that. I would take it all day. But I'm like, you like the way that soft, close shave feels? I don't mm-hmm. like the voice you're using. <laughs> I don't know. That was my. You like the way. <laughs> you like the way that feels, girl. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're like a creepy porn star. I know, right? <laughs> No, but like, uh, yeah, everything, Um, like, I wouldn't ask anybody to do anything that I wasn't willing to do myself. Right. No, I get it. You know, so, and so, like, I would be mindful of how that would make somebody feel. Mm -hmm. Unless, you know, I mean, and it depends on the relationship, but most of the time, if it's with a girl, you can't talk like that. You got to find out (laughs) a way to do it. Yeah. I I mean, mean, because women are. Or otherwise, what happened? You broke up with him. No, I didn't. I'm uh-huh. just kidding. But I felt <laughs> super did. insecure after that. Now. 
<laughs> this mm-hmm. was in college. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but here's the thing. Women are already insecure. In uh, most women. Yeah, I'm not going to say, well, I'm not going to make generalizations, but no, most women true. are insecure about their bodies anyway. So you come at them and be like, hey, you're a little hairy down there. Like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm going to go die now. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And see that, in, you know, and that's the... How did we even get on this tangent of <laughs> manscaping and womenscaping? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for hanging with us. That's it for part one of this episode. We keep the conversation going in part two, where we compare porn stories and get tips from Toby about how to choose the right porn for you beginners. Get on in here and join us. <laughs>